You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Oh, a really cool story about a son taking his father to a restaurant to enjoy a delicious meal. And the, the father is, well, he's, he's old. I mean, you know, and he's uh, little, getting a little weak right there. And they're eating. And every once in a while, food occasionally fell on his shirt and his pants. And it must have been a pretty nice restaurant. I mean, places I go, <laughs> happens all the time. But in this place, the people were looking. It kind of startled them, I guess. And... The father and son finished, and quietly, the son helped his father, took him to the washroom, cleaned him up, got scraps off of him, tried to, you know, get his shirt as clean as he could possibly, graciously combed his hair, put on his glasses. They left, and there was a deep silence in the restaurant, and the son paid their bill, and just before they were to leave, a man, also old, got up and asked the old man's son, don't you think you left something here? And the young man replied, well, I didn't leave anything. Oh, you did, he said. You know what? You left a lesson here for every son and a hope for every father. Mm -hmm. The sound of life. Somebody was asked the question, what are you going? What what was something about the Queen Elizabeth? uh, What was it about her? What is the main thing about her or the most unusual thing about her? Something like that. I forgot how it was worded. He's going through all the accolades, you know, years of service and things. And then he said, the thing is, is that she will be missed. And I thought, boy, you nailed it right there. You nailed it, right? That is going to be the unusual, odd place where you are, especially if you're in the UK. You're going to have, it's going to be all different. She's not there. Mom is not home anymore. Isn't that it? Right. And see, God knows that. He knows that we'll have that vacant place right there. That's why, boy, don't you know the disciples were thinking that when Jesus said, Well, I got to go. You're like, You're 33. Where are you going? You know, well, you'll understand later. It's going to be hard to understand right now as things unfold, but you'll understand later. But here's what I'm going to do I'm going to send my comforter, my helper, to be with you 24 7. And I mean, you just cannot be that. That is a part of grace you just can't be. But all because God knows us. We need somebody 24-7. And he provided it. This is Holy Spirit. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I am Joe. All excited to be with you here on this Monday. Tell you about all the adventures, you know. See the uh, video of the peacock up right, out, right outside the side door. We've heard him in the neighborhood, which is quite startling peacock sound. So we're learning about peacocks now, but I have to tell you my grasshopper story, probably one of the most common things you find, and they're called grasshoppers, I'm sure, because they're in the grass and they hop quite high. And when your kids used to catch them, maybe your kids catch them and put them in glass jars. I don't know why we did that. We'd sit there and look at them for a while and then let them out. They must have been thinking, hey, thanks. <laughs> but... My wife and I are leaving Thursday morning to go south, not, you know, just to go into town. So we're leaving, going down the driveway, and one of those grasshoppers jumped up on the windshield a little more than halfway up. So I'm looking at this cute little fellow, and I thought, well, pal, you might as well jump off right now while you got a chance. It's not going to be pretty in a minute or not even a few seconds. So we pulled out on the road. We hit like 30 miles an hour. And he's staying right there. Little antennas flapping in the breeze. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, wow, we, the the power, the ability to stay on that windshield, probably just out of sheer fear and desperation, but I don't know. You know, he's thinking, man, it's, I don't know, it's either a, a lot of fun for him or it was terrifying. And then we got out to Route 9, and then we were zipping down Route, where I had to be doing 80. <clears throat> Not, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> she does the speed limit. I'm sorry. But, I mean, you know, he was holding on. I mean, a couple of times when we stopped, he, he, he had to be thinking, can I go now? Can I go? Maybe that's why they're among the oldest living, chewing, herbivorous insects dating back, some scientists say, 250 million years. That's what they say. So it's been around for a long time. And. And I'm thinking by how adept he was. I thought maybe we were going to see some adapt- adaptation happen right there on the spot to be able to 
to fly along at 60 or something, but no, it didn't. Nothing happened until we stopped and, and he got off, jumped right off in a whole different world. <laughs> All the way across the river and everything. I thought, well, I don't know, but they, they're really pretty cool. But just be careful when you're teaching your kids about them because you may be teaching them about a virtual phone system. There's a virtual phone system that decided to name themselves after the oldest ancient living insect on the planet. That's a joke, son. Don't you get it? <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing. The Sound of Life. Here we go. It is Monday Mug Day, the only place you can get the one and only Cup of Joe morning show travel mug. We're into Bible Jeopardy, I call it. Hope I don't get in trouble. It's just a Bible It's a Bible question, right? So the first person with the correct answer on the hotline, we, uh, uh, the first person on the hotline with the correct answer, you win my mug. The hotline is toll-free, 800-946-1765. Got that? All right. What was God's sign to Noah that he would never destroy the earth again? See, I told you it had to do with a flood. What was God's sign to Noah that he would never destroy the earth again? Was it flowers, rainbow, or the ark? Call right now. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline is open. Cup of Joe Hotline is your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Yes. And here we go on a Monday mug day. Letting the sun shine through a little bit. Oh, some dark places out there. Here we go. See if anybody wants my mug this morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? Good morning. My name is Skyler. How are you? Hey, Skyler. I am doing great. I hope you're well. Yes, I am. Thank God. I'm praising His mercy and His grace. Oh, Thank I love, love you. Yes. Well, do you want my mug? Well, you know, I just, I just want to answer the question. I want to think <laughs> I get it. Is it the rainbow, right? It is the rainbow, Skylar. Of course I'll send you a mug. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Skylar. God bless you. Love you this morning. Yes. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Clap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Toby Mack and features Blessing Offer. The Goodness is not the name of his latest album, Life After Death Is. The Goodness song is on there. What did he say about the loss of his son? You know, the truth is I didn't know grief really i just felt like everything was beautiful and perfect until the last few years and then when i lost truitt or when we lost truitt everything changed and i met grief in the fiercest way maybe this album is for you maybe it's a little bit much it certainly is for all the critics who say that christian music is fluff right and uh not real well, this is about as real as you can get. The album's called Life After Death. And uh, some of the goodness, there's a song on there, Promised Land is on there, Live in Denver, People, uh, Music for the People, Everything About You, Beat of My Heart, Like You, Show Up, Choose Love, you know. Um, but just just throw it out there to you. It's uh, it's real. And uh, it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air, I do believe. So, Toby, uh, I'm glad you're back. And as he said, he addresses... What we all know can happen, does happen, the loss of a child especially. I can't think of anything more grieving than that. But he said, all through this, I knew, man, my, Jesus was my rock. He's all I've got, man. If I don't have Jesus, I got nothing. And that's that's really where you need to be and all that. And I think you'll like that. The Sound of Life. Hey, I am Joe. Good to have you along this morning, of course, because it'd be pretty awkward if you weren't here. And I thank you so much. I really do. And one of the exciting things I did over the weekend was have an eye exam. So I got new glasses coming. That's really pretty cool. It's going to be a, kind of a radical change for me. Not contacts, but, you know, just different glasses. If you, you've seen me, you've seen photograph. Or whatever, but anyway, that's it's you know not about me. It's all about the eye exam, and of course, as Brian Regan likes to point out, there's a lot of pressure on that thing because you don't want to 
make a mistake. People don't take it seriously. That's the problem. And they do a lot of amazing things nowadays. I'm telling you, they got a lot of new equipment since I was there. Just It was four years ago, and they were picking on me for waiting so long. I thought, four years? That's, you know, I'm not really unhappy with my prescription, although they're going to improve it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to like what you see. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, they really, I mean, a lot of bright lights coming at me, twirling red things. And, I mean, I don't want to scare anybody away from getting the eye exam, but it was it was quite a thing. And then, and then comes the time when you're in the presence of the doctor, even though it's Zooming, kind of, telemed thing. And here comes the big test. And and I, I thought I was about to get away with not being able to do that. But no, you have to do that. That is the crucial test of an eye exam is the old, which one do you like better? <laughs> She's like, for some reason, I, I don't know if she ever put threw in a number one, number two, or number three. Uh, number two. Number two. Okay. Number two or number four. Uh, you know, it's so it, it's, it's a tremendous amount of pressure. And I think that Brian Regan is right about that. I hate that test because mm. I can't commit. I can feel my eye doctor losing his patience with me. Let's try it again, Brian. Which one do you like better, number one or number two? I don't like either one of them. <clears throat> yeah, but that wasn't the question I asked. Well, why would I waste your time and mine by making them both the same? Did you ever stop to think about that? You ready to try it one more time? What do you want from me? <laughs> Way too much pressure during that entire exam. The old eye exam. Oh, boy. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Hey, welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. It's schools all around getting underway, and I have a prayer I'm sure it's to help you out early this morning, you know, in their hustle and bustle. It really doesn't even matter if you're not paying attention much. you got a million things to do. And so, faithful Father, we come to you with heavy hearts, aching for the safety of our children in a lost and broken world. Lord, we desperately need you. Where we fail and fall into the trap of sin and walk in fear, we are so thankful for your continual faithfulness to us. Please grant us forgiveness when we sway with our emotions and become consumed with worry, anxiety, and endless concerns. Thank you for taking care of that on the cross, Lord. Lead us back to your light and world, speaking truth boldly over our anxious hearts. We want to be the parents you're calling us to be, so we ask you to be evident and present in our lives. We lift up our hearts and children to you, O oh God. Thank you for taking care of us, your children. No matter where they are, how big they are, you love us all immensely, more than we can understand. And we thank you for that forgiveness, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Good morning. I am Joe. And uh, I just can't get over this man who thought of this job. Which, you know, may catch on or not. I don't know. It takes a special kind of person just to do nothing and get paid for it. That's what he does. Soji is his name. He's in Japan. 38-year-old. He charges about $71 equivalent there uh, per booking. And he's had 4,000 bookings in the last four years. That's pretty good. I mean, you figure if you got more than one a day. I mean, that's amazing. But his job basically is, and I quote, be and do nothing in particular. <laughs> he gets paid to do nothing in particular. You're like, I'm sure you're going, what in the world? Are you? And you always want a job like that, right? You know, Isn't that what George Costanza did on Seinfeld all those years? He worked for the Yankees. He would just sit there and play some game on his desk. And sometimes he got down under his desk to hide to take a nap. And, so, and he just, he knew how to just look busy. And do, I've always thought about that. Every construction site I see, don't tell me you don't think this. When you're out there, I said, all you got to have is like a tape measure or a level or something. Just walk from one end to the other. And you just see they just do another. That's what they do. It looks like what's what they're doing all day long. I'm sorry. I got off. But it's it's it shows you that people need companionship. I mean, one guy's hired him 270 times. 
One guy told him, meet, meet me at the park. He just needed somebody on the other end of the seesaw. <laughs> while One guy, this is why he, he hired him to wave and beam through the train window as because uh, he wanted a send-off. Nobody was waving goodbye. That's what we want, right? We want people there. We want presence. And that's why God said, well, I'm leaving, but I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. What an incredible grace. That's it's incredible. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Are you ready? No, you are not. So you are so not ready for this. It's Christmas. Oh, it's man. the what I'm up to, right? Well, Operation Christmas Child Collection Week is the middle of November, and that is coming up so fast. It's like the Acela service from Washington, D.C. What? What is that? <laughs> it's a train. So Samaritan's Purse, they have boxes. Those cardboard boxes, you can get a bunch of them if you want. They got the plastic boxes. They got all the supplies, and I'm going to post a link from Samaritan's Purse get you started. It tells them what, what they do, who they are, a video, a podcast. It'll get you involved. They got a store, of course. Get some all get all kinds of cool stuff and spring it on your church this Sunday, right? Never too early to get started, especially now. Who knows? It'll be snowing pretty soon. You won't be able to get out. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Got something really good for you uh, that happened at Walmart, you know, the place that we all make fun of. And Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> rightly so. You walk into there and you're like, man, I could get a new set of tires, get something to eat, and <laughs> all kinds of stuff, you know, and find out what not to wear, uh, things like that. But there was a nephew in there, saw an elderly man, aunt and nephew, and saw an elderly man. He was having a hard time shopping. They were looking at him, and he was bent over so that he could barely look up. He couldn't just see what he was trying to look for. And so, you know, he, uh, Lakin is his name. He's, he asked uh, his aunt, he said, can I go and help that guy? Of course you can, you know. And so he went over and asked him, can I help you shop? His eyes lit up, you know. Yeah, that would be great, right? Realizing this guy's running all over the place. Now you see the you see what's happening there. See how God is using that and a couple of different levels there. It's amazing. And maybe you've had that happen to you before, you know. Uh, I tell you, it's great to be in a situation when somebody stops and helps. But isn't it great to help? I mean, you know, it's kind of like, and and he's so young. That's the thing that's so cool about it. Because I mean, you know, if I if I did it, I would be like, yeah, you know, got, got another crown, you know, another jewel in my crown. It's all right. I, I get them all the time. I do this all the time. You know, <laughs> that's kind of the way I help out. Believe me, believe me. I stopped in the road the other day after a storm went through and there was a tree. I noticed the postman had to go way around. So I pull over, you know, and I go, all right, let me see if I can't move this out of the way without getting killed. And I did. And and a car stopped, you know, and they waved, and I and I got it out of the way. And I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. That's my tree over there. You know, you know how we do. <laughs> so, but this guy was just fresh. He's just a fresh young guy. He's running around, you know. And the man's trying to tip him. Oh, no, sir, I don't need that. I, I just enjoyed helping you. Of course you did. Of course you do. You're made that way. It's pretty amazing, you know. We get down on ourselves. Oh, it's just a terrible, rotten bird. Yeah, well, you know, our mind tricks us into doing stupid things sometimes. But I'll tell you, pretty amazing. God loves you. It's amazing. He can do some amazing things through you. And you keep those stories coming, right? Loving that. Yeah. Keep them coming. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show here on The Sound of Life. Good morning to you. That is blessing offer there in brighter days. I know there's going to be some pretty amazing from a man. There's the circumstances he went through. Blind in Africa. 
because of a disease, glaucoma, I believe, in one eye. He's about six years old. His mom sent him over here. He had relatives in the United States, figured he'd get good medical care, got hit in the head with a baseball and went blind in the other eye. So now he's blind in both eyes. Here he is writing a song about brighter days. Pretty amazing. Speaking of writing songs, you got to check it out. You do it to yourself, and I'll make it a little bit easier for you because I'll post the link to an article. And it's just a you know it's a Wikipedia article about the declaration of uh, the declaration. Yeah, the, I have that on my mind. The uh, Star Spangled Banner. Well, it's close. It's right up there. The Spar Spangled Banner was actually written on this day. The year is 1814, okay? Francis Scott Key wrote it. You should know that. It wasn't called the Star Spangled Banner. It was originally called the Defense of Fort McHenry because he was sitting on a boat or ship, actually, outside the harbor of Fort McHenry, Baltimore. Now, you start putting things together, 1814, we're not talking about the Revolutionary War. We're talking about the War of 1812. My personal opinion is that we actually won our independence from Great Britain in the War for 1812. You know, Britain wasn't really all that happy with the 1776 deal. They kind of messed up. They didn't give it their best. And they were going to make us pay for that. And so our merchant ships regularly were raided by British pirates. You know, they would just take... And so it got to the point where that's enough. That's enough. We're declaring war. And that was the War of 1812. That's what that was all about. And uh, that, was, that was ugly and brutal as well, too. And of course, well, there's a lot to the story. I mean, you know, Francis Scott Key went there specifically to uh, arrange the freedom who were, uh, of a doctor, maybe two, that were being held by the British on a ship offshore, brutal conditions. Um, and they weren't going to let the doctor go, except Francis Scott Key had letters from POW, British POWs, uh, lauding the praises of how good the doctors were and how kind they were and kept them alive and all that. They're good treatment stuff. So they decided to let him go. The only problem was Francis Scott Key heard the plans of the bombardment of Fort McHenry that we can't let you go until after the bombardment's over, which started yesterday morning and concluded this morning. The only thing is... They had a pretty good big cannon at Fort McHenry. And it'd do a lot of damage to those ships, just kind of sitting ducks, if you will. So the British ships were right at the minimum range of where their cannon their their cannons were not that effective, but they did have enough cannon material <laughs> to shoot them all night long. All day and all night long. That's what they did. And, of course, he was watching. It was a cloudy, rainy day. Imagine that. And uh, he was watching at night the bombs as they exploded. He would still see the American flag there. And that's why he wrote that story there. But it's a very interesting piece. And I've gone on past my time. But I will post. Them. I'm kind of passionate about history. I'll post the link. And you ought to really take a couple of minutes while you're having your Cheerios this morning and just check that out right there. Maybe you can impress, impress a few people at school. Okay? Maybe. <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. So I thought I'd run through this real quick. Julia posted this. She's a regular runner. And, and apparently this kind of thing, and you, you can let me know about this, this kind of thing happens way more than it should. And it's not that uncommon, but she was on her usual running path, and she heard this older man yelling loudly enough for me to hear through my headphones. And he was basically saying, sexy lady, hey, 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 sexy lady, right? He kept screaming, and I was just deciding to ignore it. Well, that made him kind of mad. And then he got pretty vulgar. And he said a word that she said, that, that did it for me. That was my trigger point right there. I'd had enough, and I ripped off my headphones, preparing to stand up for myself. When out of nowhere came this little boy who was walking alongside his mother and little sister in a stroller, looked at the guy and said, and I quote, Hey, 
that's not nice to say to her, and she didn't like you yelling at her. You shouldn't do that because she's a nice girl, and I don't let anyone say mean things to people. She's a girl like my sister, and I will protect her. End quote. From this young man, way beyond his years in maturity, the man, of course, that yelled the stuff was immediately embarrassed, gathered his things to leave. He was having lunch. And Julia said, I, I asked the mother if I could hug that little boy. His name is James. And I said, I just want to tell him how great I was, how grateful I was. And she just shrugged and said, well, I just want to make sure your heart was okay. That's what the little boy said. And the mother said, well, it's a typical day in his life. So thank you to mothers and fathers who are raising the next generation to be brave and courageous. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Oh, it started already, hasn't it? Boy, I tell you, what have we gotten into with all the social media? We just fire off at people, don't we? I'm talking about the royal family, you know, already critiquing every little nuance from collecting flowers to whether there's clutter on the desk or whatever. I mean... Man, oh man, you know, they, they just lost their mom or grandmother. I mean, in reality. So, and there's tons of little protocol things they have to do, you know. And at some point, you know, it's like, um, I need another cup of coffee. <laughs> Maybe something like that. I don't know. They were fussing at the new king, I guess, because he was going to sign some papers and he had a cluttered desk and... I didn't watch it, but I know people were all over him. You know, wow, look at this. You know, asking, summoning the servants, remove this, please, from my desk. Get this box out of my way. And it was a gift from his sons, by the way. But, it, you know, you got to realize this man has had servants wait on him his entire life. I mean, I don't know what that's like, but it's got to not be all that great. To be 10 years old and have someone dressing you for school. And, you know, you realize, I, I want the brown loafers in the corner. Fetch me those, please. You know, have <laughs> do we know what? No, we don't know what that's like. We have no idea. But it's funny because I do remember a Christian musician. It wasn't Luke and Joel. I remember that it was a single musician. It was getting popular, right? And I said, what's the thing that changes you know, when you go from playing youth groups and churches and suddenly you have a record contract and you're playing in stadiums and your name is out there and you've got albums and stuff, what is it that changes? And he said, people start doing things for you. Eh, interesting. People start doing things for you. So, you know, if somebody's doing something for you, maybe you want to, I'll do that myself. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it changes us, I guess. Totally. Right? I guess. The Sound of Life. Everybody knows, and I hesitate to play it because some of you will pull over and stand and find a flag and salute it, um, and appropriately so, I guess. But today is Star Spangled Banner Day. A little bit of history. It was written in 1814 by a man named Francis Scott Key, who happened to find himself on an enemy ship negotiating prisoner release. That's what it was. They wouldn't let him go or any of the prisoners because they had heard the battle plans, and that was to bomb Fort McHenry off the uh, in Baltimore and let them have it as long as they could. That started yesterday morning and finished this morning at daylight. Okay, it's a long time, man. That's a lot of cannon fire. I don't care who you are. A lot of ships. Uh, and so that's what happened. It was, uh, it was, I say we got our, I always say, well, I think we got a real independence in the War of 1812 with the British. But it was written as the defense of Fort McHenry's, and you can see why. Talking about the bombs bursting and the light, you know, and seeing the flag, that's what the main theme of it is. And the music was added later. So it was a poem, and the music was added later. And it's very familiar to you, of course. It was in 1916 that President Woodrow Wilson ordered that the Star-Spangled Banner be played at military and other appropriate occasions. A couple of years later, during the seventh inning stretch 
of the 1918 World Series. It was played, Babe Ruth watching Chicago and Boston. Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, and the Boston Red Sox playing. Sorry. But, uh, and then after that, it was pretty much performed at the, uh, you know, in sporting events. But way before that, in 1897, 1897, it was the opening day in Philadelphia. All right. Now, from what I understand, the players were in some type of a dispute over pay. And they weren't going to play. And they were working it out moments before the game. And the crowd was sitting there with nothing to do. And somebody said, play the Star Spangled Banner. They had a band. And they played the Star Spangled Banner. And it was a pretty good deal. And after that, it was played at the Polo Grounds in New York City in the late 1800s. And it caught on. And, of course, as you now know, the Star Spangled Banner is played. In fact, uh, during some football games, because they have quite a large field, they just unfurl the flag over the entire field, and, and somebody sings the Star Spangled Banner. In fact, at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, the anniversary of 9-11, uh, when, the, when the young lady started singing the national anthem, the crowd started in. And I don't know who, I don't know if she stopped singing, but suddenly that's all you could hear was the crowd at the game singing the Star Spangled Banner. And I just think Francis Scott Key would be like, wow. Uh, I'm glad I wrote down those words. It turned out to be pretty cool, didn't it? Yeah. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. I'm Joe. You want to talk British yet? You want to? Could have fun doing that a little bit. I would never do it in public. I mean, even if I could, probably would. Anyway, beautiful day out. It really is cool. Uh, cool this morning. I mean, it's very refreshing, isn't it? How many places around the country right now would be like, oh, man, if we could only get something approaching that. Well, remember how hot we were back in, in August? I said, well, it's it'll be, it's the light is at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. It's coming, and here it is, right? Hope you're enjoying it. Back in New York City during the middle of August when it was really high, there was a lot of splooting going on. Splooting. I'd never seen that word before. Kind of wondered if you knew what splooting was, okay? So, yes, uh, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Do you know what splooting is? No, I do not. S-P-L-O-O-T-I-N-G. Splooting. Splooting. No, I do not. Would you like to take a guess? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. You may have seen a dog do it. Okay, is he cuddling with his owner? That's a very good guess. Cuddling would be like the opposite of splooting, though. Splooting is when you're trying to release heat out of your body, and animals do it. If you've got a dog, you've probably seen them do that. I've seen them. They lay down flat, put their stomach on the... Usually, it's the coldest thing they get a hold of, and spread their arms and legs out. Well, the squirrels were doing it in the park, and so people were calling very concerned about them because... And I don't blame them. Just... Flat out on the ground there, spread out, you know, face down, stomach down, stretched out, reducing their body heat. Animals do some interesting things, but isn't it? In, and they instinctively know that, to do that. You know, they're not taught. You know, come here, son, when it gets really hot, if you don't just start scampering around like you always do. No, you got to spread out. We got we to gotta do that splooting thing. They're never taught that. They just know that. God instills them. That's what I think, anyway. An interesting thing is that they <laughs> they kind of do the same thing in the winter when it gets really cold. I have no idea what they're trying to. I, I don't understand it. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Let's pray for our kids right now. You know, calling all moms, grandmothers, great grandmothers. As is for the moms, yeah, fathers. You know. Lord, grant us peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. We know that our children are ultimately your children, and we are ever so thankful that you have entrusted them to us. We also are grateful that you know each of your children personally and intimately. That is why we ask you graciously walk with each of us, offering hope in a way that personally touches our hearts. Almighty Father, it's not easy to surrender our will, and you know that. We can often be selfish, 
seek control over situations where we feel helpless. So thank you for the forgiveness, for holding on ever so tightly, breaking boundaries and trying to control this life, Lord. We invite you to be present in our children's lives as well. When this world grows dark, help them learn to lean on you, Lord. Be their source of shelter and sense of security. As Toby Mack has said recently, I knew that all I had was Jesus. I was depending on him to be the rock in that great loss. Thank God I had him, and I was hanging on. And Jesus said, that's wonderful. That's what I want you to do. Hang on to Jesus. Amen. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Hey, I am Joe. It is Cup of Joe Morning Show. And today, I wasn't going to mention this because we don't really need to publicize cheeseburgers in this country. (laughs) No two ways about it, but it's National Double Cheeseburger Day for some reason. I guess the upgrade happened back in, you remember the big boys? Yeah, remember the good old days? Just restaurants, nasty stuff. (laughs) Pull in the drive-in. Big boys in 1937 decided to do the old double cheeseburger. I don't know idea put cheese on it, but it was a great idea. I mean, everybody's like, do you want cheese with that? Of course. Do I want a hamburger with ketchup? Absolutely. Anyway, I digress. A lot of restaurants, of course. American Classic. i tell you what American Classic is. I'm going to mention it. And you think about this, okay? This actually happened. Uh... We all know McDonald's has the quarter pounder, right? It's it's that's a big deal, right? So Arby's, where's the beef? Arby's at one point decided to come out and one up them. They came out with a third pounder. It was insane, a third pounder. It it didn't it didn't do as well as the quarter pounder, and it was actually cheaper. What is wrong with us? The problem is, apparently, we don't do math. People thought the third third pounder was smaller than the quarter pounder. Well, (laughs) on with the show. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I must tell you, the following is a true story. Sweet grandmother telephoned St. Joseph's Hospital. She timidly asked... Is it possible to speak to someone who can tell me how a patient is doing? Uh, I'll be glad to help you, dear. What's the name and room number of the patient? Norma Finley, room 302. Well, let me put you on hold. I'll check with the nurse's station for that room. A couple minutes later, the operator returns to the phone and says, Well, I have good news. Her nurse just told me that Norma is doing well. Her blood pressure is fine. Her blood work just came back normal. And her physician, Dr. Cohen, has scheduled her to be discharged tomorrow. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. I was so worried. God bless you for that good news. You're more than welcome. Is Norma your daughter? No, I'm Norma Finley in room 302. No one tells me anything. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. I was thinking about this incredible little account here, a little news story, if you will, that's totally secular, if you will. I mean, the, the, the point of view from the people involved is just that, well, I did this, and this happened, and this happened, and isn't it amazing? You know, at what point... Do you see God in this story? All right. At the beginning, maybe? I don't know. We've got a 22-year-old student from New Jersey. Kirsten is her name. Kirsten needs work to support her studies. (laughs) It's a great idea, right? Not necessarily. A lot of people do that. So she contacted the Roscoe family through a friend and started working for them straight away. All right. Set of circumstances, anybody. The fact that she loved all the kids, there were three of them, and the fact that the youngest, Talia, got pretty pretty early on, got some sad news from the doctor. She had a very rare and life-threatening liver disease, and without a liver transplant, she was going to die. Right? 
So without a thought, Kirsten said, I'll cover if my if I'm a match, I'll do that. And they were and she's 22 years old. And she applied. And she was a perfect match. Now the family is very concerned because they were like, well, just we think about this. This is a big step. It's major surgery. It's not like giving a pint of blood. And she's like, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to do this. And on January 11th in 2017, she and Talia, the little child, went and journeyed to the hospital for a 14-hour surgery. And to make a long story short, everything is okay. Uh, the, the toddler's doing great, eating fantastically and playing like a little child. And thankfully... By And the surgeons got the credit for it, although, I mean, you know, not that they shouldn't get credit. They're amazing. The successful was, uh, this transplant was success. They recovered quickly, and everything's going fine. And I thought, well, you know, I, I there's a lot of things that had to come together there, and uh, I see God in that story. Listener supported The Sound of Life. The annual Buy Local Expo was yesterday at Diamond Mills, and it is uh, quite an extravaganza, of course, as you may suspect, because Ward Todd does these. He's head of the Ulster County Chamber of Commerce. Pretty big county, you know. If you're living in Orange County, I can only hope that you would have a Chamber of Commerce that would be that good. And, of course, we're up close and personal with Ulster County because of Ward Todd. He does, in case you didn't know. He's the voice of our business underwriters. But he has done a great job, especially during the pandemic. You know, their job is to publicize the local businesses, buy a local expo. Remember when they changed that name? Very important, of course. Wide range of businesses come. Every year we see pretty much the same business. It's good to see folks there, right? It's good to chew on free candy and stuff like that. I would have had some free pancakes if I wasn't gluten sensitive, but... It's, uh, it's always a lot of fun, and the public can come. You're welcome to come. It's free parking. I mean, we've already had it, so you have to wait a whole year now. If, you, if you've never been, it's a great opportunity to go. People smile at you, and you can learn about all kinds of stuff from pest removal to paving your driveway to insurance and even about a local Christian radio station that's in your neighborhood. That's us, <laughs> and we're there. And you know, it's funny at first because you got people kind of looking. They want to know who you are right away you know they don't want to smile and say hey they don't want to get sucked into anything and then they you know they realize oh, that's, that's a christian radio station you know you can tell that something clicks real quick and they kind of look away but as the day as morning went on and the day went on we uh we've met some great friends absolutely amazing and i have to give kudos to the women here at the sound of life because they're the ones really that truly decorate i mean if it was me it'd just be the table they give you in I'd put some brochures out there. That'd be about, you know, our frequency card's the best thing we got with all the frequencies on it. So when you travel around, you know, and a reminder that we have an app that goes on your smartphone. You can listen anywhere in the world. It's amazing. Thank you for that partnership there. It's incredible. So it was, it was, uh, but the, the women that work here, uh, they came up with all the colors, the pumpkins and the gourds and all the, and everybody was impressed with our orange fall look and everything. So that was cool. But I met, a, I got a new friend, and her name is Karen, and she lives in Port You. I love you, Karen. Yeah, it's good to go to something and get a new friend, isn't it? The sound of life. I have to tell you, on this day that's Collect Rocks Day, boy, Jackie Cochran, since she was born, didn't want to mess with the collecting rocks, I don't think. She's been described as independent, persistent, amazing person adventurous driven to achieve she set her mind to something she was like a sherman tank if you don't know what that is you have to look it up and then you'll make sense she was born in 1906 jackie took her first job when she was six years old i'm not making this up she worked 12 hour days in a georgia cotton mill earning six cents an hour doesn't matter how much you earn now it was way back in the day but uh, she moved on to cooking and cleaning and then to a beauty parlor. Oddly enough, she became one of the best hairdressers in, of all places, New York City. Wow. Jackie Cochran. It's not what she's known for, though. That was just her. That was just part of her drive, right? In the early 1930s, she took up flying. Yeah. 
She got her pilot's license, and within a few years, for some reason, she was setting speed records. She probably thought, you don't get a ticket if you speed in an airplane, do you? No, it's wonderful. Now, here's the thing. During World War II, it started with a letter from Jackie to a woman named Eleanor Roosevelt about a division in the Army Air Forces for female pilots. Eventually, that led to creating the Women Air Force Service Pilots. Look them up. It was directed by Jackie. Civilian organization trained over a thousand pilots who took part in testing and ferrying airplanes, towing targets, and simulating missions amongst many responsibilities. That's what the Women Air Corps did. Wow. After the war, people called her the Golden Girl. I guess she was. She went on to set more flying records, including becoming the first woman to break the sound barrier. When she passed away in 1980, Jackie Cochran held more speed, altitude, and distance records than any pilot in history. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) The Sound of Life. Hey, I am Joe. If I break into, like, a baseball radio announcer, you understand. I love you. I love radio announcers. I mean, what it kind of make sense, right? Listening to a ball game the other day on the radio. Back, oh, I used to do that when I was a kid. Basketball, all that stuff. It's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Some people have been through a lot tougher things than I have. I found out, and I got a letter, and I really appreciate the effort, Bonnie. Thank you so much. And I want to preface this by saying that when you support, and it's true, you know, you say, well, I, I'm just giving what I can because I appreciate you guys and I know you make a difference in my life. So I'm hoping it'll make it, God will use it, make a difference in somebody else's life. And he does. And it's very simple. It's kind of nuts and bolts, really. You know, you help us pay the light bill, the tower rental, you know, music licensing fees, that kind of thing. I get a little bit, you know, I get a salary. So... <laughs> When you do that, it allows God to work in people's lives. And Bonnie said to all of you, you have been there for me when everyone else abandoned me, even family. Now, we had no idea that this was going on, obviously, but we know that God wants us here 24-7, a presence, right, of uplifting joy, basically. And that's from God. So Bonnie went on to say, my life has gone from brokenness and darkness to a whole new life filled to overflowing with God's presence. Jesus was there knocking uh, back on 7-12-2010. I just happened to say, you know, maybe it's God's love I need in my heart. And he opened the door and the room was flooded with the most beautiful, bright, white light you ever saw. It's been a long, hard road, but a new creation has uh, been in the making. He has blessed me mightily with a very special spiritual gifts to treasure. Jesus has made me who I have become, and the glory is his. So thank you very much with love and God's blessings. All of you, that's Bonnie. Encouragement, when there is none to be found, makes all the difference. Thank you, my friend, for making that happen, coming together. That's how God's using you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Hey, I am Joe on this Friday morning. And I want to recommend a website, which I did post for you, mom, specifically for moms who have students. And, of course, you're praying. I guarantee you that already. But there's an organization, and you probably have heard of it. It's called momsinprayer.org is where their URL. That's their URL. On the web, beautiful website. They tell you who they are how you get started, resources, basically, you meet, used to meet in person, I don't know, I imagine there's an option remotely now, and you meet, and and you have one thing in common, your kids go to the same school, so that's really cool, and you live in the same area, right? All this got started because I wanted to pray for your kids in school right there, and that's what I want to do right now, so I just posted that on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, it's simple, it's momsinprayer.org, you can just Google Moms in Prayer if you want. Gracious God, give our children the opportunities to show compassion, kindness, and generosity to those in need. Help them have an open heart and willing hand, ready to serve and love others. Let them serve in humility and see an honorable responsibility to do so. 
Give them a servant heart, Father God. We close with a heart full of gratitude. While these days are long, we know the years are short. And we ask that you give us wisdom and grant us discernment in training up our children. Help us see the joy and beauty calling that you give us as parents. When we want to cave under pressure or bend to fear, humble our hearts and help us see your goodness and the beauty found in your many promises. You're such a good, good father. We thank you for your love, guidance, and protection. It's in your holy, precious name that we ask these things. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I am Joe. And one of the things we like to do here is fight inflation. (laughs) Well, I came across the title of an article and said three ways to fight inflation, and I jumped all over it. I just didn't read it all through. It's inflation fears, the way to fight inflation fears. And I thought, that is true, isn't it, right? I mean, prices are always going to be up and down, you know, and... The price of everything, we know. We know all that. We know the speculation. We hear the news and all that stuff, right? It's always changing every day. There's something. You know, Amtrak has canceled trains now because of a threat rail strike. And all this talk all blew up. And then hours later, no, they have averted that. (laughs) So, you know, you're like... (laughs) I did that for nothing. You know, I did... uh, It's just everything, you know. It's like when you're on a flight to Cleveland and it gets a little bumpy in you. Then you start in. Oh, man, you know, the pilot's sitting up there eating a sandwich. I This is routine. You know. I don't want to get into all that. But uh, there's a great article that was written by Casey Huss, who's a compassion sponsor and writer. And just basically reiterating what we all know, you know, at the gas pump, at the grocery store. And she said, I realized it was time to come to terms with this out-of-control economy and buckle up for the long haul. And thankfully, there's a few things I can control, and I'm choosing to focus on those as I enter the fall. And here's her tips. They're not earth-shattering, but they are fundamentally important as we move forward together in facing our inflation fears. So I thought... The very first one is perspective. First of all, this is not just for your neighborhood or our country. This is all over the world. And there are some places that are really bad. You know, in the Dominican Republic, the Cups Mission, they threw big 50-pound bags. Well, what am I They're probably 100 pounds. Bags of rice on, on a mule and got them up over the mountain to go feed a village. There was nobody going up there. You know, the thing that's interesting is when there's dire circumstances like that, Faith-based organizations, Christians, Jesus lovers, they spring into action and they do things like that. It's pretty amazing. But the, the, the three basic things are to keep it into perspective, to plan ahead, and to keep the faith. Isn't that true? What did Paul say to the church in, in a letter? We walk by faith, not by sight. Everybody's walking by sight, it seems like. You know, we walk by faith. We got the faith right here. And there's dozens more where that came from. So it's a pretty cool article, and I will post it for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. All right? Okay. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.